Hey, I'm Kim and you're listening to Chips and Chapati and today I'm talking about how to deal with being heartbroken. Okay, so how to manage a heartbreak. If I'm honest, I think firstly, it depends on you. Like everyone's experiences are going to be different. But speaking from my personal experience, my best thing I could say is to cry it out. Like if you are feeling shitty, rather than harboring it and harboring those feelings and then festering inside of you, cry it out or let it out. If it means you cry, you scream, you shout, I think get it physically out of you so you're not kind of holding on to it so much inside. Um, And I think also the other thing that really worked for me was talking to people around you. Like, I know it's tough to open up to people around you because it's a sign of vulnerability and some people kind of see that as weakness. But I think you'd be really surprised. Like, I know I was really surprised when I was going through a heartbreak. I called up people or I had friends that had called me and I actually answered the calls and I was like, yeah, I'm going through it right now. Like, it is hard. I feel like... I felt like somebody had stamped on my chest and I remember being in bed and crying for days and I kind of felt like I'd hit rock bottom when I was sitting in bed and I was watching an old Bollywood film, Gubby Gush Gubby Gum for those who know. Um, And I can't even remember, like I don't even think it was a really super sad scene, but I was sitting there eating my jacket potato with beans and cheese and genuinely crying into my jacket potato. Like I was fine one minute and then bawling my eyes out the next and it kind of just ruined my whole meal. But I realized then that although, yes, it was super sad that I was crying into my jacket potato, I was crying less than what I was a couple of days before. So I realized the more that I'm crying it out, some like something's happening here, something's changing. Um, and I think also the more I spoke to friends about it, they kind of checked me about myself. Like I remember crying to friends and friends were like, but what are you crying for? Like, it's not like you are never going to meet anybody. It's not like, it, you know, the breakup means anything about you or it doesn't mean that, you know, just because they found a new person, it's a reflection on you as a person. So I think I kind of needed somebody to tell me about myself and remind me that actually I am the shit and this is not the end of the world. Um, Although in that moment, it really does feel like it. I think also the other things that are really important to do is one, to throw out everything you have of them. Like even if it is your favorite hoodie or it is your favorite picture that you have or something that, you know, super reminds you about them. It's some teddy bear you bought together or whatever it is get rid of it because as much as it might sound cute that oh you have those memories and you know it was all really good times it's just going to be a constant reminder of the shit that's happened and it's not something you need right now even if it means you go and give it to somebody else or you actually genuinely like completely get rid of it it's worth doing it for your own peace of mind and I think the other thing that's really important to do is to not idolize the relationship which is tough like I find that when you go through a breakup you go you have like this initial anger and upset and like confusion about everything and then for some reason we start to idolize that person like we can only ever seem to think about all the good things about them so we think about the fact that you know our pet loved them and they took us to our favorite restaurants and we had the same sense of humor or or, I don't know like just weird things that we would never think about on a day-to-day basis in a relationship but as soon as we break up that's all we can think about and although yes it is good and i I'm not saying go and hate on your ex or go and, I don't know, key their car or whatever it might be. 
I mean, just don't try not to idolize them. So try to kind of be very balanced in it that yes, we had our good times and that is X, Y, and Z, but we also had our bad times too. And I think maybe if you need to focus on the bad for a little while, focus on it. If you need to focus on the fact that actually you, I don't know, like different films or you didn't agree on certain political views, whatever it might be, if it helps you move on in that moment, focus on it. Um, And I think, I mean, I know in Friends, this kind of went really wrong with Ross and Rachel, but if you need to write a pros and cons list, do that too. Like anything that you can kind of do to pull yourself out of it is important right now. Um, And I think also the other thing that's important to do is think about what made you love them so much in the first place, because I think where we idolise after a breakup, we kind of make them out to be this person that they're not and we put them up on a pedestal and we kind of forget the reasons why we truly love them in the first place but also the reasons why we broke up so if it is that you what you loved about them was that they were so caring and they were so I don't know driven or the same sense of humor or their fashion sense or their upbringing whatever it might be it's important to know what that is because it helps them when you're moving on and you're going to find the next partner, it's useful to kind of understand what kind of person you like and what kind of person you're looking for. And I think with every relationship that we go through, we find little bits about other people, like little new things about other people. But we also find out new things about ourselves. Like if you asked me 10 years ago what I was looking for in a guy, I probably would have like compared them to Shannon Tatum and said all I was interested in is how they look and can they dance and can he make me laugh and that probably would have been the most important things whereas the older I'm getting I'm like well actually is it somebody that I'd want to raise kids with is it somebody that I can see myself being old and bickering with you know in my garden at 60 years old or 70 years old or 80 years old am I good with that are they the kind of person that I'm going to want next to me and I think when we look at the past relationships we've had, it's it's great to kind of look back and go, what was it about that person that I liked so much? And is that what I'm looking for in the next person? So if your ex has a lot of qualities that you like, then you know that you're looking for somebody that's like that. But if they are, I don't know, although they were great in bed and they were super funny, but they were really bad with money and they hated your friends and hated your family and we're super negative all the time, you know they're not the qualities that you want to carry on doing, like carry on to your future or want to carry on doing or looking for. And I think also we'll be surprised about how many people that we actually date that are very similar. And then we always kind of wonder what's going wrong. And it's because we're dating the same kind of person. I think another thing to do that is important, um, and this is kind of for those that, are into the therapeutic side of things and kind of believe in releasing energy is write yourself a letter to them and I think in that letter like we always find that when something ends we seem to want closure and I think a lot of us think that closure means you speak to them you have a conversation you clear things out half the time it ends up in sex like it's never a thing that you need to have all the time closure doesn't mean that you have a direct conversation with that person. Closure just means that you close the door for you. So one way that I have found to be really good um, to clo- like to get closure is to write a letter to them. And in that letter, to write all the things that you want to say to them or wanted to say to them but didn't, 
um, or all the things that you realized about your relationship. And it doesn't have to be all uh, rosy and unicorns, but it also doesn't have to be like, a, I hate you, you're so shit Larry either. I think it's important to kind of connect with you and get out what you really want to say. And then don't send it to them. Um, burn it. I think to kind of get rid of that energy, the best thing you can do is burn it. Uh, what I did with my love letter was I posted it online. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Like as great as it was, it, there was some backfire from it. Um, but it did help. It helped me to kind of write out all these things that I didn't get to say or didn't know about myself or didn't know about the relationship until way after we'd broken up. Um, and it's a really, really good way to get closure. Like I got a lot of closure from that letter um, and I got a lot of understanding about myself and what it was that I was holding on to and what it was that I like could see about the relationship. And I'm not saying sit there and analyse yourself and your relationships because for us overthinkers, it doesn't end up well. But to look back on things and kind of review it and have a conclusion to it all, I think it's important. I think it wraps it up for you and it wraps it up in your head and it helps you move on to the next thing. Um, and I also think in terms of kind of energies and where you are, if you're stuck in a past relationship and you're stuck on a breakup, you're not going to move on. And if you do move on, you're most likely going to take the baggage from your past relationship onwards and it doesn't really, unless you deal with the stuff that happened and you deal with the emotion, the feelings that you've got going on, it's unfair to bring a new person into that because you're going to be bringing a new person into baggage and drama and upset. And, you know, it's never worth hurting somebody else for. And I think another thing that's really important is to remember that it gets better. Like the first day that I think I cried over my heartbreak, I was in bed and I genuinely couldn't turn the tears off. Like it was constant. And it felt like I had had somebody that had a, a steel metal boot on my chest and I couldn't get rid of it. And it was horrible. Like I wouldn't have even wished that on, I don't know, people that I don't like. It was the worst feeling. And in that moment, it felt like it was going to go on forever. Like it felt like I could never feel normal again. And I'm never going to feel good again. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life crying. and I'm going to become an old, lonely spinster and die. Um, but it did get better and, and I did the things I you know spoke to friends and I threw out everything that I had um and I focused on not idolizing the relationship and by day three after crying in my jacket potato I started to get better like the crying wasn't so often um and I think doing it all in isolation everything's kind of intensified so where I probably would have cried that out in a whole month and it probably would have been a longer process where I'm at home and I have nowhere to be and kind of nowhere to distract myself it meant that I got like I got the crying stuff out of my system a lot quicker um but I think yeah the key thing to remember is things do get better like it is not the end of the world as much as it might feel like it is and every relationship you go through is just a stepping stone to the right relationship for you and every relationship, you learn something about people and you learn something about yourself. I guarantee if you look back at a relationship that you might have had when you were like 14 or 15 to a relationship that you have in your 20s to a relationship that you're going to have in your 40s, 
they're going to be totally different things. They're going to be totally different relationships. What you're looking for is going to be really different. And what's important to you is going to be really different. And I think it's just important to remember that not everything is set in stone. And things are very fluid and things change. And, you know, okay, you might have had a shitty breakup with a shitty person or you might have had a, a mutual breakup with a great person. But regardless of it, it just wasn't meant to be with that person. And I think I'm a very firm believer in if things are meant to be, they'll find their way back to you. And if they don't, then they weren't. And I know that sounds super cliche, but it's it's true. And I think stuff like that really helps you move on from stuff. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, how do you deal with heartbreak? I think it's something that changes you a little bit and um for for the for good like it's not a bad thing um I would say you cry out you try not to idolize the relationship uh get rid of everything you have of them whether it's just something that's theirs or something reminds you of it get rid um talk to friends like talk to people that know you and talk to people that are in your life and on that note Maybe don't talk to the people that are going to tell you, yeah, your ex is shit and he's crappy and he's whatever. Like if you have friends that you know don't already like your ex, probably don't go to them because you're either going to get even more angrier or you're going to sit there defending your ex and you're going to sit there going, no, but actually they're not like that. And you kind then you idolize them even more in your head. So go to people that you trust and that are unbiased. Uh, if you want to do a Ross and Rachel, write your pros and cons list out. That also tends to help and put things down into like what you're looking for in the next partner um and other than that just remember that it does get better like this is not set in stone this is not the end of the world heartbreak is shitty it's the shittiest feeling but I spoke to my mum recently about heartbreak and she said that she remembered the feeling of feeling like somebody stamping on your chest and she remembered the feeling of being upset but she couldn't remember who it was with and she couldn't remember what the entire situation was like she could sympathize sorry empathize with my feelings but she it was such a distant memory that it wasn't important to her anymore and it wasn't something that she carried on later in life it was something that was a totally way back when that only came up and she only remembered it because we were talking about it but other than that she was like it was gone like I was over it within whatever time frame and I've never looked back since so yeah it does get better from wise words of my mother it does get better um and it is shitty but it's something that everybody goes through and everybody feels at some point in their life so you're not alone in what you're feeling tell me if I'm really what you want